Hello, and welcome to episode 40 of On the Side. 40 people. This is really exciting. And what better way to celebrate than have an episode that is the result of an On the Side circle of friendship. After interviewing Laura Hemlock on the fantastic Valentine's Day episode, I ended up attending her infamous mac and cheese club, which was fantastic. I had mac and cheese with truffles in it. It was amazing. But more importantly, I met today's guest, David Cameo, and it was only after our meeting, after I'd put out a call to OTS alum to send forth any friends that might make good guests, that she told me that he too was a fellow podcaster and would make a fantastic guest, and that he did. We had a great chat, and I think it's just a really great way to kind of round out all the fun interviews I've been doing and celebrate 40 in a big way. All right, take a listen. David, welcome to the podcast. Hey. I guess we can dive right into it. I always start these by asking what you do and then some of the things you do on the side. Hmm. So uh, my name is David Cameo. Do we do full names here? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's up to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm a full-time IT technician. I do, our company does like hosted managed services, private cloud, all that stuff. That's what I do in my foreground time. And in my side time, I do... Uh, basically a podcast covering The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead, a couple of other side projects, but that's the main one, really. And uh, yeah, it's really a, a co-host and I who happened to have met in New York City uh, several years ago, I'd say a decade or plus, and we'd stayed in touch. And what eventually happened was about, it's looking like around September of last year, she contacted me. We, we talked like a few months prior to this, but just casually about the show. And then basically October of last year, 2017, she's like, hey, remember you said something about, you know, being on the radio at one point in your life and, hey, we should start a podcast. Let's do that. <laughs> and then I just kind of went into it. We just, I just took it and just ran, Yeah. ran with it. And we just, we just haven't stopped ever since. I always say that's the best way to start a side project is just kind of run at it. No thinking. Yeah. Think, think second. <laughs> think second. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why a podcast? Well, actually, uh, it's it's kind of funny because I was like, oh, only a few years ago. Oh, <laughs> no, it was around 2003 oh, oh, or wow. even like 2001. I was I was doing college radio, and I always oh, so wanted you had a background. To, yeah, yeah, actually, it's funny. Well, I surprised you with that one. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we I had a I, I did like a off college sort of college radio station radio show um, called BFN Networks. I'll I'll put it out there. And uh, it's no longer the way it is now. It, uh, just to give you a little background, I happen to be a male and heterosexual. I'm doing hand motions as I do this right <laughs> Yeah, too. you're like going back and forth. I'm shimmying right now. And so yeah. back then, I was in my 20s, my late, my late teens, early 20s, and it, w- it was a show basically about guys, weird news. Dude stuff. Know, kind of misogynistic, sure, why not? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I mean, a little, yeah. But yeah. Uh, just guys discovering their sexuality. 
And um, that was the premise of the show. Yeah, and this is basically what I would do on the show: is color commentary. I wasn't really the showrunner. I wasn't really the uh, the lead man or the even the straight man. I was just kind of like the the just the guy who made off color comments every now and again, but but had to be blue, mm-hmm. uh, or else the what I referred to back then with the uh, the <laughs> jackbooted Nazi. Um, <laughs> Uh, general manager would get give me demerits. Wow. Uh, even on the weekends. It was a fun time back then. That's very Howard Stern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was Howard Stern before Howard Stern. Uh. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so that was my background. And I just said, I just thought to myself, I, I had bought a Yeti microphone uh, to do some audio work. I'm a singer-songwriter. I kind of put that down for this podcast, but... Mm. Well, not for this podcast, for yeah. getting married and kind of life gets in the way, but I had it. So I figured I have it. Let's do it. I have a background in, uh, because of the pod, because of the radio show we used to do, uh, in audio engineering. So you had to edit things pretty quickly, or at least I thought until I first started. <laughs> <laughs> and then I decided, you know what, if we're going to do this, let's just get conversational kind of like we're doing now. And then I'll cut it up and I'll see what I can do. We'll see what gets left on the cutting room floor. And uh, we had a pretty good banter back and forth for the first kind of pilot episode, it, which I've cut up even more since then. So ha <laughs> you can't hear that one now. <laughs> but uh, it's it was it was fun, and so we just kept doing it, kept doing it, like it, to the point where like I'm thinking now, oh hey, I'm going month to month on this SoundCloud account. Yeah. I might as well go the full year to get to save like forty dollars or something. So. Make a big uh, investment. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. I, I, we, I was like, okay, let's go month to month. Let's, uh, let's just do this a month at a time so we don't blow our wallets out. And uh, yeah, it's, it's getting to the point where it's like, it's okay, it's six months. Let's just invest. Let's invest in this show. So that's that's what's going on. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's great that you had that background and you were able to leverage that oh, for the yeah. show. Yeah, it brings uh, back memories. <laughs> late late nights. Uh, editing background music and, and, and music breaks and stuff like that and, and just fading in and fading out and cr- uh, cross cross mixing and stuff like that. I don't know what you do for the show here, but I make myself crazy. Oh, it is not that, that fancy. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like the big chunk of audio and then I record the intro and the, the end bit and then I have like one little chunk of music that I put in there. But mm. I'm very proud of myself because I don't have a background in, oh, in that. So Congratulations. I, thank you. So I figured out GarageBand and so... <laughs> Hope it sounds. And I want to get into the technical a little bit, but even just starting from the beginning, mm-hmm. how you guys rallied around this one show, what what was it? And I'm going to be the exposition character here because I'm not as familiar with The Walking oh, Dead. Perfect. So I want to know, like, what is it about this show that got you guys to kick off this whole thing? Well, it's very odd, too, because we're going into this in the eighth season of The Walking Dead, and... You'd think that everything that can be said about this show has been said and it's been rehashed for eight years in a row. Uh, but it's kind of an odd time that we're living in right now where, I mean, literally the show is at a point where it's the most tribal I think it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And then we're kind of in a time where it's the most tribal it's ever Well, it feels like it's ever been. So the show being at a time where there's this big all-out war and where society feels like it's an all-out war. So there's, some t- there's sometimes these themes kind of cross over. So The Walking Dead, a show being about the zombie apocalypse, you know, what happens to society. That's really what it is. The mm-hmm. Walking Dead is really the people that have survived. Not really as much the walkers as they call them on the show. Yeah. So, so it's, there's a lot of human drama. There's a lot of 
stripped down humanity. What do you do in certain cases? What would you do if you weren't in the apocalypse versus what you would do? And all the human drama, that the real, not real, but, uh, but all what feels, but that's the thing, that it feels stripped down. It feels like you're tearing down somebody to their brass tacks and then seeing what comes out of that. Mm-hmm. And so you get to this eighth season and they're facing, they're two, basically two different factions and they're... Of survivors. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, two different communities, let's yeah. just say. And... It's really tribal to the point where, I mean, I don't want to give away any spoilers and I won't get into any details. We want to piss off the community. Yeah, but, but the, the war does end uh, several weeks ago. So, <laughs> the, so this, as the season ends, the war comes to a conclusion. And the solution, like, basically boiled to its smallest point, it seems to be that, oh, well... Let's, you know, it, it, there has to be a way for peace. There has to be something after. And if yeah. two factions keep warring and clashing heads and just for the sake of vengeance over vengeance over vengeance over vengeance, kind of what's going on now, then there'll be nothing left for after. Mm-hmm. And as human beings, post-apocalypse are really the, the most valuable resource there is. Uh, you tie all these things to, in a bow and, and you make these little, sometimes these juxtapositions between uh, what's going on now and what's going on in the show. And we sometimes, occasionally, we'll, we try not to get too political, yeah. but there is a space where you see that when two people are kind of going at it and they're really too much in their tribe, well, you got to leave room for conversation. You got to leave room for debate. You got to leave room for peace. And it's kind of like that Bill and Ted be excellent to each other. <laughs> and you can leave the party on, dude, afterward. But yeah, yeah. Be excellent. It's that whole idea, like, okay, let's let's talk about this. Let's let's be good to each other while we're talking about these things. Let's not approach our own position as a foregone conclusion, or else we'll be at war forever. Yeah. So it sounds like it's almost not even about the story, but just about the the characters and the human condition and how they react. Absolutely. Yeah, and you start to realize that even the the antagonists, the other community, uh, that group, you start seeing bits, like, at first, of course, you see the the gritty, mean bits, and then slowly you start to see, actually, especially in the season, you start to see where they're coming from, even though it's awful. And then you also start to see that your protagonist, uh, the group that we're following all throughout the series, they're kind of awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they kind characters. of suck. Yeah. And, and you really start to see that when you start to see the humanity of the antagonists. And you're like, ooh, ah, ee, I didn't even think about that like that. And just to give you a little bit more context into what I do on the show, yeah, I'm really the analyst. I really, my, I, sometimes I freak out my co-host by how far deep psychologically I go into the character exposition. And uh, she's really more of the, the comic book background. She reads the comics. She knows where things are kind of going, even though the show kind of takes different directions, adds, you know, characters that aren't in the comic. So I really go deep into the show because I don't have that perspective. I don't read the comic. Yeah. I, I don't want to read the comic because I do want to approach it from that position of, okay, I'm just looking at this for the first time, appreciating it as a show, yeah. It's funny, because from the one screenwriting class that I took in college, um, my <laughs> my professor always said, like, you don't want your uh, bad characters to just be ogres. Like, you, they can't just be 
bad for no reason. You right. know, they have to have some sort of motivation. So it's nice to hear that everyone kind of has this multifaceted story. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it was seeming to be that way uh, the season prior, that enemy it seemed to be. So the enemy is actually implacable throughout. Mm-hmm. Just let's make them, I'm going to make that very clear. Just seemingly unbeatable, even when you start to see the humanity. And which made which made it seem that much more enriching and seemed that more... And for a lot of people, it made it... It turned people off. Okay, why can't they beat this enemy? Why can't they, they, they defeat this foe? And, and that's kind of what the show is going through, which is why I'm saying it's kind of odd that we're going into this in season eight. Yeah, it, it is kind of like... what we, we actually even go into this uh, about the anti-heroes. And, and we, I even make the case of the one character from the other faction. His name is Negan. You kind of get a sense that I kind of make the case that he's not really an anti-hero. And I, and I go back and forth on that with Carol. I kind of almost like fight her in my own nice way. Yeah. Um, because I do that sometimes on the show. I, it's, it's not a show where we both agree, which is the most annoying thing to hear. Really? Because I feel like that's more interesting. It, it was just you two being like, wasn't that awesome? Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, like, okay, I party. Some, some sort of tension. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, no. So, so there are occasions where like I'll like... I'll clarify my position, and it won't be quite the same as hers on, on some respects. And then we'll make predictions, and she's really good because obviously she's read the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, what's really good about what we're doing now is because uh, we're we're tearing apart Fear the Walking Dead, which isn't really based on the comic at all. It is an offshoot of the show, but there's no backing comic, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, I get to I get to run rampant because I've watched all of them. She hasn't actually uh, watched the prior seasons, but she's really getting into it now, so she's playing me. Okay. Uh, but really kind of walking in new new. Um, but yeah, so it's it's kind of fun for me knowing what I know now. So now I'm the comic guy sort of. Uh, but yeah, anyway, back to anti-heroes. It's, uh, yeah, it's, so like I was saying, he is an implacable foe throughout. And then when you start to see the humanity in him, uh, he's still implacable, which makes this really good. Yeah. It's really good to, in a weird way, just kind of see the good guys, quote unquote, keep faltering over mm-hmm. and over again with this implacable flow, even knowing what you know about his humanity. And then, and then eventually, even at the end, you feel like the good guys kind of had to reach a level of badness. Yeah. Or the one protagonist, which for some people who've watched the show, it's Rick Grimes, had to go to a, a really bad place to kind of defeat the bad guy. Yeah. And then you're kind of left in a position where, of course, you know, at the end, just to please everybody, uh, and you're not going to have good a good series and people still watching if the guy goes bad, bad, bad. So he kind of rolls it back and goes, uh, "Help him, help Negan." Um, after defeating him, we're gonna we're gonna go into this new world as partners because what's out there, the Walking Dead, the real mm-hmm. zombie people, um, they're the real enemy. You know, we really need to band together because what's out there is way worse than what we than, than we are. You know, we need to kind of pool our resources. Yeah. So there's a real character arc yeah. to it. It's really it's it's kind of a roller coaster ride. Yeah. It's a de- it was a depressing two plus seasons. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> so are you guys discussing each episode as it comes out? Yeah. So that's that's what we do. So every our process is basically this. We we watch the show. Uh, I mean, I I try to watch the show live every time, and I I've succeeded thus far. Carol, she she's a she's a wife, mother. She can't always do it. So I'll watch it, and then I'll rewatch it maybe once or twice. I'll watch the companion show, which is Talking Dead by Chris Hardwick. Um, sometimes I get a little bit more info to get a different perspective than my own crazy bean can. And 
yeah, I'll get a little bit more extra behind the scenes, and sometimes I'll get the char- characters explaining their character more, so I kind of have a, a little bit more of a roadmap. I kind do you of take do- notes? Oh, I do. <laughs> it's funny, I thought... Serious. Yeah, I thought uh, Carol would be more of the note-taker, given her her fandom. She's just way more into it than I am. She reads the comics. She has, like, little tchotchkes. Yeah, so she's, she's way more into it than I am. She'll get way more into uh, some of the, the fandom. I, I try to keep it a little bit more... Um, calm. Yeah. <laughs> and especially recently because uh, we've been really, uh, I've been actually really diving into the Instagram. The Instagram. The, oh the podcast God. Instagram? Uh, yeah. So our podcast Instagram, we, we kind of follow the cast and crew and, and what, what we've been doing is we've been, you know, reacting to certain things that uh, act, some of the actors actually post and, you know, the co-executive producers and stuff like that. And we've been getting actually some feedback from them to the point where I, the co- From the cast. Yeah. And even the, the, um, the co-executive producer is uh, Michael uh, Satrazimus. Uh, he's actually following us. Whoa. So it's kind of weird. It's this weird wild world, wild west world that we're kind of going into right now. Like where we have this podcast that, well, I mean, essentially, not. I'm not trying to be self-deprecating because it's really tough out there. I'm sure you know. It's, oh, yeah. We try to produce this kind of really good superior product, but it's like we feel like sometimes nobody's listening. And... Uh, yeah. So it's this weird kind of thing where you're getting this recognition from the cast and crew, and then it, but then you're like, oh, my friends, hey, do you watch The Walking Dead? No. <laughs> uh, okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was going to be another question. Like, what has the response been like? And that's kind of crazy that you're able to engage with the actual crew. Yeah, yeah. It's so it, it's more along the lines of at least for our show. Uh, I have a, good, a few good uh, friends that do listen to the show. Uh, it's weird how some of these things come about. I, I kind of met this person off of Facebook from another friend whom I've never met. Just put it that way. She's from Australia. Let's draw this roadmap right now. <laughs> so she actually listens to the show a lot. And now she, in Australia, is getting her friends to listen to the show. And so I have this weird following of second or third degree friends that are watching the show. Like people I've never even met. That's really uh, cool, though. Yeah, it, and as things go, it's kind of like, you know, you, you try to get... See, the thing is, it's one thing if... Going back to the singer-songwriter thing that I, do, used to, like, I had been doing, it, it's one thing if you're close friends, you know, that don't go to that. I mean, you're like, oh, why won't you go? Well, and, but it's another thing when you're doing a niche podcast and they don't really watch the show, or they're not really into it, so it's kind of like, okay, you're, you're forgiven this time. Uh, so that's what makes it a little bit more tough. You know, it's it's something they, they that they can do from the comfort of their car or their home uh, during work, that sort of thing. But you know, if you don't watch the show, it's it's just kind of well, what are you gonna do, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, you're not gonna listen for the sound of my voice. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, but then I guess then you have this whole you know audience of strangers who just yeah. happen to be into the same show. Yeah. So far, it, it's very interesting when you actually kind of break down the demographics. Um, you look at Facebook and like I was saying before, it's, you, you see like an overwhelming amount of, uh, people from the Philippines and, uh, in Malaysia for some reason, just in randomly. Malaysia? Yeah. <laughs> just randomly comments and likes from them and they're real accounts and you're kind of left just scratching your beard, right? <laughs> you, but yeah, it's hard to tell where your audience is coming from. You know, we're on 
I mean, Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music. And sometimes you'll see like demographic demographics, uh, analytics from, from Google Play Music and you're like, there is no traffic going on here. And then, you know, you open up Apple's analytics and you're like, oh, okay, that's weird. SoundCloud is also a weird one too. They, they're actually kind of the best. And we do host the podcast on SoundCloud primarily. Yeah, that's what I use. And yeah. they, they're pretty good. Isn't it weird? Like, Have you looked at your analytics at all? Every now and then I'll look, and then every once in a while there's like one in France or something. Right. I'm like, what? And then usually it's like, oh, my friend took a trip and like listened to it. <laughs> That's there. really nice. Yeah, but um, yeah, every now and then I'll get a random one, and it's like you're saying the wild west of the internet where you just you don't know how someone found something or someone clicks on something by accident, it spreads. Yeah. And, it's weird, but it's also kind of exciting. Yeah, it's 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 those those little things. When you look at the end, I was like, oh, that's weird. Oh, Ireland, oh, uh, Yucatan. Okay, sure. <laughs> Do you think it's, and you kind of hinted at this, that like the the fandom of it. Do you think that? I mean, it, this could be for you or at large. Do you think it's the power of the show, or do you think it's like a certain type of person that just gets really deep? into a certain band or a type of media. This is just something I've been chewing on because oh, yeah. I you know, I'm fans of, you know, certain bands or certain things, but I'm never I never get really diehard about it. And I have friends who like, you know, start a podcast or like get all the merch and get all the tchotchkes. So Yeah, I think it's I, I, if I had to boil it down, it's I feel like it's a cultural thing moreover than anything else. Yeah. So you'll have pockets of fandoms and, and probably, I mean, so if you think about U.S. audiences, I, I can tell you easily that the U.S. audience has largely died down as much, but there are some countries like Spain and, and Brazil and uh, Argentina, all these different um, countries that have huge pockets of culture of fandom. And, and it's kind of like what we're saying about the Philippines and, and my, our Facebook page for some reason. It's... You never know what's going to come from, where it's going to come from, where the audience is, where those pockets of culture. It's literally, it, it just comes down to culture sometimes. Uh, so, uh, and you see this also in um, some of the companions, like AMC throws up uh, a show called uh, Riding with Norman Reedus. And Norman Reedus is, uh, he plays Daryl on The Walking Dead. And then he rides around certain countries, he does a little exposition in the back, it's kind of like a little narration. It's a cultural show, but then, you know, all these fans will come out to the street, they know they're filming in the area, and it's, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, how, where these people come from, it, just out of the woodwork. And I'm sure there's still, there's, I'm not saying that the US is bereft of the Walking Dead fans, but US is really big. It, yeah. It's just huge. It is a big place, and it's it's a it lot. We have so much TV. Yeah, exactly, and that's exactly it. It's it's a lot harder to keep our attention. So when it, when a show like The Walking Dead makes it in other countries, that means it's made it. You know, there's a reason for it to be on the air and keep being on the air. And so you'll have, I think, you'll have a lot more long time uh, international fans the, where the markets uh, succeeded. Then you will have U.S. fans because it's the attention span. It's the odd thing. It's kind of like the thing with British television, how sometimes a series will be like two seasons, three seasons, and they know when to stop for some reason. Whereas the U.S., it'll just keep spinning different more seasons, like tenth season, fifteenth season, that sort yeah. of thing. So you know, there's something to be said about uh, was it uh, burning out or fading away? Mm. You know, you should have listened to Kurt Cobain. <laughs> So is The Walking Dead is just, it's still, still going strong. Yeah. yeah. Season 9 has actually started filming as of a few weeks ago. Uh, basically when, uh, they kind of just went straight into it. Um, mm -hmm. Right after their last season ended, 
uh, they started filming the next season. Uh, so, you know, they had like a, they had like maybe three or four months of a break, you know, between the last filming. Uh, so, and we're already starting to get midges from the next season uh, to chew on and yeah. actually make predictions. So this is actually fun. Uh, and we're even actually already starting to see parallels, like some interesting parallels from on Fear the Walking Dead that we can actually make some extrapolations with uh, the Walking Dead series. So we're starting, there's like a, there's like, there's basically, and we're even like predicting how the show is going to end. Yeah. So we're, we're making these extrapolations. We, there is a, a huge, when you hit like that vein of fandom, that, that pocket of fandom, and you get that extra set of followers, and with all the, the predictions and the anal- analysis that we're making be- across both shows, the Fear of the Walking Dead and the Walking Dead, the way I'm starting to see our fandom rise is in the way we're actually able to pull in both shows. So in that, in that vein, and the show doesn't really seem to be slowing down, back to the technical bit, just how are you keeping up and making it all work with the, not only the <laughs> podcast, with the social and the Oh tracking. yeah, my life. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, on the side. That thing I don't think about. <laughs> the premise of this podcast. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. It's what I do on the day to day is so extensive. So I, being, being in IT, being in the position that I'm in, I'm not, I'm not a, like a grunt. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm using the terms I use in my office. Yeah. I, I've been, I've been at my company for about, uh, it's going to be 12 years, I think, maybe 13. Wow. So I started off really small, and then I, just out of circumstances, some people, like some higher-up people had left sat in a sad way, and, and we, we had kind of a bare-bones crew. So because of that fact, I was able to kind of rise within our small, tiny company uh, as uh, one of those key players. But the side effect of that is that I get, um, oftentimes people will come to me as, I, I, I'm like the answer man. So you'll have management come to me. You'll have you'll have people at help desk come to me, and so things are busy. It's very overwhelming. Yeah. So so I'm up. You know, sometimes it's kind of like now. Just before the show, I I was you know ready to go, and then somebody dropped something on my lap that they just couldn't get, and I know he'd been struggling. So I kind of had to take that, and of course I was 45 minutes late. <laughs> so things like that will happen to me all the time. I'll do work overnight. I'll do. Uh, working sometimes in the early mornings and have to take a few hours to sleep. Uh, so that's, and that's my full-time job. So when it comes to the show, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's sometimes it's, it's even just a matter of needing a day <laughs> to just yeah. reset, you know, whether that means watching mindless YouTube videos for like however long I need uh, to just taking the night off. And then just, you know, okay, let's reapproach it again tomorrow. Let's watch the show again. Let's take the notes that we're going to take for the podcast, share it with Carolina. But yeah, so it, there'll be nights and then we'll get to Thursday and it's like, okay, we haven't recorded yet. Uh, let's get on that Zoom meeting and then, uh, and you know, we'll do the podcast on a Thursday night. I'll be grinding out the edit um, from Friday night all the way until, you know, it'll go on until Friday morning sometimes and just yeah. it kind of like last uh, last weekend and then I'll pick it up again in the afternoon, do the social media outreach after that's gone. Then I'll do the YouTube video edit um, right after that and hopefully it doesn't take too long. And so it's, it's it, that's what really sucks is the turnover rate on our show. That's like our main pain point is the yeah. turnover rate. And, and that's, that's been a really uh, kind of a burden yeah. so far. You know, you do what you can, you know, you have to kind of, so I guess what I'm saying is that we're, we're trying to push past that one pain point of turnover rate, you know, especially in moments where 
our primary job gets in the way or our primary lives or our waking life gets in the way. So we're not afraid to try new things. We're just a, a new show that started out and it's kind of like, I've been having this idea of call and response for a long time now. Like, how do we, how do we get beyond this barrier? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, oh, let's send voice messages to each other during the day and then I'll edit them at, at, you know, at the end of the day and then we'll do something cool with that. And, you know, I'm realizing right now, oh, we're human beings. That's just not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really difficult. Yeah. Yeah, but and you just, you make it work and you, you experiment with different things. Yeah. And if you... I mean, that's the common theme throughout this show is that if you care about it enough, you'll just, you'll find a way to yeah. make it work. And whether that means, you know, losing sleep or, you know, doing it at weird times, it comes together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of the way I treat the podcast is, is literally like a second job. It's the only way to kind of really see it for me because, because I've been reading like, you know how you read, um, not motivational speakers, but like, uh, that entrepreneur Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm-hmm. So I've heard him talk about how he does entrepreneurship, how he actually goes into his ventures, all his various ventures. And it's kind of like, you know, you kind of have to live a certain way. You basically have to be on basically all the time. Free time is BS. You know, I I won't live like that, but I can at least approach certain things like that, like the podcast and, you know, treat it seriously. You know, don't, you know, don't, don't release a half-assed product, that sort of thing. You know, so if you're going to do something, do it with your passion and do it. You know, do it all the way, you know? Do it right. Yeah. I want to get into the questionnaire, but you mentioned another another project that <laughs> you have in the works. I don't know if you want to talk about that also. Sure. Give it a shout out. Sure. Why not? <laughs> the good news about that project is it's, I would say it manages itself, but it's a little tougher than that. Okay. So I, uh, uh, a friend and I, uh, Emily, started a group, a, a group about Stone Temple Pilots. It's a Facebook group, strictly. And, uh, it, which may turn into to more because we've got so many more followers, but Stone Temple Pilots, uh, it's a band I've been following since I was, oh gosh, middle school actually. Wow. And so they've gone through many iterations, uh, through a couple of singers, but yeah, it's, uh, it's been kind of like a long road following them from the early nineties until now. And they literally just signed on a, a new singer and they've been going on tour and, uh, the singer, basically Jeff uh, Jeff Goot, he's uh, he was on. I think it was the X Factor. <laughs> I keep using the X Factor, the Instagram. <laughs> Gosh, I'm turning into the gram. A, yeah, it's the gram. It's the gram. You got to do it for the gram. <laughs> so yeah, I did do that. Um, so yeah, he was on the X Factor. So he had his own following. Uh, so when he signed up with Stone Temple Pilots, it kind of breathed new life into it. And they've been just amassing fans uh, slowly but surely. So when we started this group two years ago, when he hadn't even signed on, we were following Chester Bennington, who was the lead singer of Linkin Park, who tragically passed away mm-hmm. last year. Um, so we've, we've been following them. Uh, we started that group. And, then, you know, it was just a, as an appreciation for the band. The, the, the group is called Stone Temple Pilots Everlasting. And it, it really, the whole premise of the group is uh, this is all about SCP having the right to continue in whatever inter- iteration they, they feel. And so it's just this huge love fest. You know, every now and again, you get somebody who doesn't think about it, just joins the group. It's a closed group. Yeah. But for a closed group now at well over 1,300 members. just Which is crazy. Which is crazy. It's insane. Every time I think about it, it's, it's not as exactly as if it's, you can't search for it or anything. It's, you can search for it, but you can't just, can't just join right away. You know, we, we, we ask a question. It was like, when did you find out about STP? Mm-hmm. Uh, when and where were you? 
And not everybody answers it, but we accept them anyway. So we kind of keep it in mind. And then, um, and that's, that's really, it's just this huge, crazy love fest for Stone Temple well, the main remaining members of Stone Temple yeah. Pilots. And so you, you make this thing, like kind of like your fans in Malaysia or wherever. And people, <laughs> yeah. If they love it, they will find it. Yeah, and, and they're from will. all over. It, what's interesting about like having this group of 1,300 people is that, so we've been throwing up the uh, what we call concert threads, and we tell members, hey, if you want to post content from the show, post it here. Here's the permalink. And so you'll get, in any given show we throw up for that night or that night or that night. So there'll be a discussion post for each concert night, right? And you'll have a person from that city be able to post the content. It's, it's so mind-blowing to know that we have people from basically everywhere in the United States, from Australia. I, we, we definitely have people from Brazil, South America. And now we're starting to realize that we have... Uh, crew members that are on tour with Stone Temple Pilots. We have personal assistants for, like, say, some people in the band. I just don't want to say too much. (laughs) But, uh, and then literally right when I was coming to you, we we just got a a request from uh, Sean Tubbs. And for nobody who knows who Sean Tubbs is, uh, he was actually one of the guitar players who played in STP Unplugged in 1994. So that's really just, I'm like, do you, do you know who Sean closer is? and closer. We're getting, we're like, now we're just, there's, we're at a point where I'm sure the band members themselves have these real, these fake accounts that they've been looking at. We already know that um, one of the roadies, is, <laughs> Jeff Goot is actually taking the phone from one of the roadies and looking at our posts. So we already know that. We've confirmed that. Yeah. I won't say who. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, we, we already know that that's a thing. And, you know, and Emily herself, I get more credit to Emily than anybody else. I'm, I'm really just the enforcer in the group, mm-hmm. you know, and she's my, she's my buddy. We've been doing, we've been STP friends and friends. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. We've been friends since the, uh, the early days of the Stone Temple Pilots website when it first launched and they had this bulletin board and we kind of kept in touch and stayed in touch. So credit to her. She has gotten the in. For the band, I, I cannot say that she she's made this mostly happen, and you know I I just try to help out every any way possible to kind of supplement her cred. Uh, you know I'm I'm generally good natured. I, I give people chances when they screw up. I yeah. I tell people where to post things and try to keep the group orderly, which finally has started to gain us recognition because I always see as myself as kind of like the tyrant of the group. <laughs> I'm like, no, you gotta no, write no, it no. In. Yeah, you can't post that cover song there, sir. <laughs> it, again, it's a love fest, and and if you love somebody and a concept and a group, you just want to give them more. You want to make it easier on them. You want them to enjoy the content. You know, all the bits of news, all the behind the scenes photos that we seem to get. You know, yeah. it's it's you know, I I've been even trying to think outside the box. Like, okay, let's link to a site and link back and like. I'm, it's, it's, there's a serial killer board in my head of what we <laughs> could do for the group. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, that, and that's 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 how I think. Uh, it's it's the same thing with Squawking Dead. It's yeah. our podcast. Did I even mention the name of you our did. podcast? I, so I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna say like uh, to say the name of the Facebook group and then definitely lay out the name of the podcast and where everyone can find it because I don't think we we did that who needs an outline yeah um yeah that's that's the the pitfall of having an outline okay so promo section (laughs) bullet point promo section okay where can everyone find your cool stuff right so as far as our walking dead fear the walking dead podcast called (laughs) 
Squawking Dead. Uh, you can find us on, actually, you can find us on squawkingdead.com. Interesting fun you fact. Got the, you got the URL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was very shocked. Um, <laughs> fun fact, nobody had to, knows how to spell squawking. Actually, really? I'd invite you to... to actually, oh, no. it's worse when you start typing it because your mind, for some reason, can't put the W in the right place because then you're thinking, well, wait, squawk has a W? Yeah. S-Q-U-A-W-K. Oh, Oh, right? yeah, no, I forgot about the That's W. That's the pitfall of having that name. Oh. But yeah, but it's a good name, so you just can't not do it. Yeah, so, okay, Squawking Dead? Yeah, so squawkingdead.com, and you can get to basically all the content there. You can you can subscribe to Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I mean, we I, I embed the SoundCloud, SoundCloud in the page, but you can go to the SoundCloud URL from there and all that stuff, uh, Twitter and all that. So all of it's there. Um, and we're on YouTube too. You can just search for Squawking Dead. We don't have a vanity URL URL yet. Um, and the Stone Temple Pilots uh, group, uh, it's called uh, Stone Temple Pilots Everlasting, and it's actually uh, Facebook.com/stpeverlasting. So if you're game, I have the the little questionnaire that I do at the end of every show. Oh, hold on, I, I gotta take a sip here. Yeah, take take a sip of water. It's only five questions. Uh, mm. Very light. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So now I'm, I'm curious about this because of the music background. So the first question is uh, a song that gets you going, that gets you jazzed. Like motivated? Yeah. Okay. So there's two bands, okay. if I may say. And it's <laughs> none it. of them are Stone Temple Pilots. <gasps> I know. Okay. My, my co-host is, not my co-host, my, uh, my group Co- member is going to kill me. Um, but uh, two bands I, that really kind of get me jazzed up yeah. is um, there's Dredge. And that's spelled D-R-E-D-G. Mm-hmm. And then also, and, so, and that's my like music credit. Like, they're awesome. They're, they're cool. They're hip, right? But then there's my guilty pleasure, which is Anne Berlin. Huh. It's like my running music kind of get me jazzed up. It's like, okay, let's, let's do it. Yeah. Their second album. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Question number two is a snack that also gets you going. Mac and cheese? Ah! No, no. Our, yeah, I, that's really it. Yeah, I have yeah. to admit. It's not really a snack. I would say, I mean, lo- well, Laura you, would say it's a snack. Bites, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, let's just go with that. Awesome. Let's go with that. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's your answer. Um, you just finished a podcast episode or accomplished something at work. What do you do or buy to treat yourself? I don't really reward myself. <laughs> no. Uh, Never. <laughs> um, so there's things that I'll do. I'll, I'll you know. I'll justify the takeout I just had or, um, you know, it, okay, here's what I do when, when, when I finish a podcast, I, even though it's like, okay, when I finish editing a podcast, this is like the most key thing. It's the stupidest thing. It'll be like five, six, seven o'clock in the morning, but then I'll be like, I just earned the right to watch a show. (laughs) And it's seven in the morning. You're tired as hell, but like, you're just sitting like, you know what? This took away my free time. So um, I sit down and I'll watch and at least an episode of something. Okay. And it's not Walking Dead. <laughs> Just to like clear the brain. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing I do. It's the cool down. You got to do it. If you could collaborate with anyone in the world on a project, who would it be? Oh, honestly, uh, I, I I'll be really honest here. Yeah. So 
that's a that's an interesting question because you'd think it would be somebody from the show, like mm-hmm. somebody from The Walking Dead. It's something that I actually talked about with my co-host, and I said I don't want our show to be a show where we interview people from the show or cast members. Or I, I want this to be an analy- analytical show. I want it to be something where we break down the episodes, where we think of it for ourselves, and it's kind of like a guessing game. You don't want somebody to spoil a guessing game or to tell you where the show is going or to whatever. This will be honest and not sucking up, but it'd be like something like, well, okay, I would want to see if you would want to come on our, on our podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. So things like that. So I'll see people and I'll, I'll want to, I, I see how interested they are in the show or something like that. Or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like people who've done podcasts before, people who are adept at conversation, clearly you are. Oh, thank so, you. And this is just, this is just an example. Not to, don't toot your horn. No, but no, I was seriously thinking this, like, oh, what, yeah. what would, what would happen if I brought Julia on the show and, and what would she think um, if she saw this episode? What would she say? So there'd be things like that. I have friends that do watch the show and sometimes I'll think about, okay, if Carol is out, mm-hmm. should I bring them on the show and see what they think? I'll push them hard on, on answers and yeah. see how they do. So just someone with like a, a different perspective. Yeah, definitely. Still dig into it. I love perspective. I love, I love, I love backing people into a corner <laughs> and seeing what happens, you know, yeah. I, I, especially people who have, and you know, to be elitist podcast person or radio person, I do have the background, but, but I do, I, I like putting people on the show that don't, that know how to uh, converse, know how to be on a microphone and stuff like that. So it's, it's refreshing. It's, it's, it's just nice to have that conversation. So, yeah. So to see creative people, I, I like kind of want to invite them in that sort of thing. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. I gotta, I gotta study up on my walking. Day. <laughs> <laughs> here, right here. Final question. If you could offer a piece of advice to sideliners who may have a project in mind but haven't gotten it off the ground yet. Oh, uh, the best advice I can give anybody doing this is cliche, but just do it. Now, being a perfectionist, the reason why some of my things, I'll be like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that, and I want to do that. Like, I want to work on my music, but I've always had unreasonable expectations. So I think the, really, the, the key is to really do what you know. Do it. Just do what you know and what you can do. You'll build on top of that. You'll fail at certain things. You'll, you'll course correct. And I think that's a real key, is to really just do it um, jump into it. Don't even don't give yourself expectations. Get feedback from people you trust. This is obviously. So I guess if I had to narrow it down to the one thing that you mentioned in the question, <laughs> I mean, all of that is great. <laughs> it, it's really just don't give yourself unreasonable expectations. Just just start. Start. You'll build your vision along the way. Yeah, yeah. That's I'll stick awesome. to that one. That's great. <laughs> uh, I think that's a good place to end it. David, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Thanks again to David for coming on and be sure to check out Squawking Dead. And if you want to check out our other work, find us on social media at OTS Podcast on Instagram and the On The Side Facebook page. Stay tuned for an all new lessons learned next week. And as always, keep hustling.